Welcome, everyone, to the Apex Sunday podcast hosted by myself, Robert Sterling Ross, and John <laughs> Jill Dowsett. You find that amusing, John? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And uh, to speak to the Google algorithm, please like, subscribe, and share if you like the video. And John, uh, anything about the 2021 U.S. Grand Prix to start with that you'd like to discuss before we get into qualifying in the race? Uh, it was, yeah, no. No? Really much to say. <laughs> it, it, the only thing that really bothered me, and there seems to be a lot of discussion mm -hmm. um, right now, is about the, uh, the bringing back the grid girls. Uh, right. And I, and I think it was the Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders that spawned that. Right, right. And, and there are all kinds of people that think it would be a wonderful idea to bring the grid girls back. Right. They're not girls, they're women. Yep. And it just promotes misogyny and takes us back 40 years. Uh, yeah. And it just really bothered me. But yeah, and a few years ago, they had the grid boys and girls, but that didn't work <laughs> out very well either, did it? Right. Right. <laughs> so, right. Yeah. Yes. All right. So before we talk about qualifying, let me read a quote from David Croft, one of the Sky commentators or screamers, depending screamers. on how you <laughs> want to say. He ended the race with, this has been an engrossing Grand Prix. And my response to that is absolutely not. Um, so let's go into qualifying. <laughs> So qualifying, I don't have very much to say. I mean, Sunada is doing well compared to, I mean, he's more consistent. He's up in the top 10. So Albon. To Q3, Albon. And it was interesting to hear Karun say that Perez is finding his own way as opposed to the default with the max setup. So, you know, that kind of tells us, confirms that Red Bull is, you know, max centered, which is no surprise. Oh, yes. But uh, he, Perez did well up to the race and I, he did finish in third, but fairly far back. So I, I didn't think he did too well during the race, but it was a very boring qualifying, somewhat of an interesting grid, but beyond that, I have nothing to say about qualifying. What about you? Do you, do you think that that's the same story with Danny uh, Ricardo? Do you think that he's doing the same thing? He's got managed to, to yeah. find his own setup instead of following the factory setup. Probably. I mean, we don't hear too much. I mean, he did. He had a good race, didn't he? Stepped right up. Yeah. So that was good to see. He's back in the game. Mm -hmm. So should we move on to the race? Anything about qualifying that interested you or no? Uh, uh, beautiful track. I love that track. No, yes. there's nothing to say. It was. <laughs> okay. All right, then let's move on to the race. the parade all right yeah the race for me i mean the start was somewhat interesting with max doing his crowding to lewis i mean that was close to schumacher level but he didn't take him off so race started somewhat okay there was a few good racing bits at the beginning we had our canadian boys run into each other uh and i guess the story of the race was the undercut strategy and basically sort of you know is this guy gonna is the guy who 
pits later, mainly Lewis going to be able to catch up at the end of the race and will he get into the dirty air? So same kind of story kind of got interesting towards the end, but I never really believed that Lewis would actually capture and pass Max. I was hoping he could. Um, mm-hmm. I, I left that race thinking that it was a fantastic snooze fest. Yep. Um, beautiful track boring beyond belief um in as far as a race goes Mm -hmm. and yet you know when i when i reached out to the boys Mm -hmm. um and some of the the people that follow us to say what what's your take on this yeah and i didn't want to feed into it that i really thought it was um a snooze fest Mm -hmm. it was interesting that what came back right you know that um Pete McMurtry came back and said it was a great race. It was great watching these guys ply their craft. Mm-hmm. And yeah, they drove brilliantly. Um, but there was no excitement. And I got that from most of the most the general consensus from the people I talked to said it was a good race. And meanwhile, you know, I'm I can rate it right now at, at you know, 0. 0.65. Right, can, right. I can almost get to a one out of five on that one. Yeah. Yeah, I give it a two, I'm going to say. <laughs> um, yeah, it was sort of all my life when I've been a fan of racing. As you know, with different sports, we all like different things, different books, different movies, different music and so forth. So even amongst friends, right? So, you know, I think you're you're like a yes guy, right? You love yes, that band. Love yes. And I've just never been able to get into them. I recognize their musicianship, but beyond that, you know, don't do anything for me. So with racing, it's kind of the same thing. And, you know, like, oh, they're just going around in circles or, okay, figure of eight, I get, you know, and sort of thing like that. But this would have been a stellar sort of example of what people find racing boring. Because nothing really happened. <laughs> not not much. So the only saving grace is, is this has brought up a lot of conversation about the coverage, a lot of conversation about the people behind it. Mm. And, and uh, you know what? I think that's another thing that hauls in so many spectators because it really is a spectacular, spectacular show that they put on with, 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 with all of the guys in the back. Um, Yes. From, from mini Brundle to, uh, old Brundle, um, yeah. uh, Martin Bungle, as they used to call him, um, down to down to all the new young guys that are up there giving us the 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 inside scoop as well as Jensen, and mm-hmm. yeah, I I think the coverage is absolutely wonderful. And Karun, that's what keeps us going. You know, I like Karun pointing out that thing about Perez and so forth, and uh, yeah, mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. get just calm crofty down i'm not saying to get rid of him or anything just you know relax a little bit (laughs) well he's he's definitely passionate about the sport and he's been involved with with it a long time absolutely i I reached out and and posted something on one of the f1 facebook pages that i follow and said am i the only one that mutes the start because i can't handle listening to the the wailing of crofty right and it was interesting. It was 50-50. You know, 50, 50% of the people are saying, that's why I got involved in Formula One. I love it. They probably didn't know Murray Walker. Yeah. It is it is quite astounding. The We can, five of us can watch the exact same thing and have a, 
very, very different opinion about it. So, mm-hmm. you know, I like, you know, I'm sure he's a nice guy and so forth, but yeah, the, the yelling and screaming, it just gets to me after a while. Mm-hmm. Other than that, I noticed that uh, they put a Yuki Sunada's name above him on track and tracked him going through the S. Yes. So yes. that was kind of like a, kind of like a video game type of effect, but you know, Boring race. I give it a two. You give it a what did you say? A one point something? No, no. Point six five. Point six five. Right. Yeah. yeah. What about your driver of the race? That's a really tough one because there are all kinds of choices in there that mm-hmm. that are kind of surprising. Um, I'll tell you mine. It's Max. I thought he did a great job of winning the race, handling the tires handling his pace, controlling his pace and so forth. I mean, he's a little salty during practice calling Lewis an idiot and so forth, but, uh, you know, he's just such a great driver. Like he is, you know, the new focus of formula one, if the other drivers don't get good cars and so forth and and challenge him in the future. But what about you? Do you have a driver of the race? I, I think it's Yuki. Yuki. Yeah. And, uh, but it's not just the race; it's the whole thing. Him, you know, the whole weekend. Him, him taking on a coach, um, and completely pulling it all together. Yeah, and really nice to see him performing. Yeah. So uh, yeah, yeah, and and there was really not a lot to watch. There were a lot of good performances, mm-hmm. but how much passing was there? How much dicing was there. there? I mean, there's mm-hmm. that sort of Alonzo stuff and that little debate. I mean, I thought. He was, I thought when he pushed Kimmy off, I thought it was interesting that back in Styria or Austria, that would have gotten Alonzo a penalty. And Alonzo wanted Kimmy to have a penalty. And then, you know, Alonzo got a penalty later for, you know, it's, it's, but beyond that, yeah, it was just, just boring race. And I thought Ricardo did very well, but, you know, I, just, I think that's, that's maybe the highlight for me, what you just, talk about to watch right. Kimmy and and Fern together wheel to wheel and former and teammates yeah for, for, not only former teammates but two former you know ch- uh, great f- uh, front runners two yep. former great I have a problem with my words today uh great two champions, champions. yeah and, and both drove both for McLaren and Ferrari in their careers and both have lots and of experience in, in different um in different series as well yeah yeah heard that Bottas and Hakkinen are getting together uh mm-hmm. for some rally driving I think it isn't it race of champions yes that's, yeah so that's that's pretty nice and uh well let's move on to the news let's do that All right, so for news, I noticed that Renault wants a B team, and we discussed last time, you know, is Renault going to have an engine in another team? So I don't know what they're going to, if they're going to have like a Alpha Tori kind of thing. I doubt that because it's very expensive and they don't seem to want to spend that kind of money. But they want a B team, and that brings us into question about the engines for next year. So we have Mercedes, Ferrari, Renault, and then I'm going to call it the Ronda, the Red Bull Honda. <laughs> yes. Right? The Ronda engine. And uh, I've heard that in 2026, they're still saying that Volkswagen's going to team up with Red Bull 
and use the now the new Ronda engines are going to be rebadged, you know, Porsche or Volkswagen or Audi. I, I would guess Porsche for F1. But, uh, you know, if Renault wants another team, so they'd have four engines in the sport. Uh, we'll see what happens, but maybe we'll just have four in 2026. I mean, no, no one's going to come in before that time. And if Ronda becomes Porsche, then we'll still have four. But, you know, we'll see, we'll see what happens. And then well, Haas, would, Haas would make a good B team. Yeah. They can just buy true. Haas. That's true. Mm-hmm. And then we have uh, Hulkenberg tested uh, for the McLaren IndyCar team. And uh, he did well. He was, a, he, he was last, but he was only a second off the fastest time. And he hadn't driven an open wheel car in a year. <laughs> and he'd never driven an IndyCar. He'd never been to the Barber uh, racing circuit. So maybe we'll see Hulkenberg in IndyCar. And that might actually <laughs> inspire me to watch a race or two. <laughs> what about you? Because I um, think I've, you've always been a fan of his, haven't you? Yes, absolutely. Uh, but, you know, there have been other great racers that have gone to IndyCar, and I've watched a couple of races for the fun of it. Yeah. Um, but that's about it. I, yeah. I haven't really watched it since I was a child when it was USAC, I guess. And, right. Um, yeah. And I guess Scott Goodyear hauled me in a little bit. Um, what about when Jacques and Mansell were there? Absolutely. Yeah. And, and um, absolutely. That, I remember but, when Mansell went over and I saw the circuits for the first time, or a couple of them, I thought, why are they racing in some guy's backfield <laughs> back or something? You know? <laughs> Even Laguna Seca, which is loved by so many. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not a fan of that. I'm not fond of that circuit. Really. I am. I am. Yeah. I am. Uh, and, and, and in hindsight, I don't know. It's not as tough as it looks. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it was on one of my uh, tracks to conquer. Right. Uh, and when I won a, a championship one year, I was presented with the trophy by Ron Fellows. And I mm-hmm. had told him that. I said, there are only two other tracks that I really want to get to know. So right. what are those? And I said, Nürburgring. And... Um, which I don't think you'll ever get to really know unless your name is Sabine um, and, and Laguna Seca. And he laughed at Laguna Seca mm-hmm. and, he, and he said, why Laguna Seca? And I said, well, to do the corkscrew. And he said, mm-hmm. corkscrews it, nothing. It's the corner after that. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I heard too. And, and there's a, a more famous corkscrew in the Bathurst uh, circuit in Australia. Oh, oh, that's a beautiful one. That's a track I'd like to drive. Oh, yes. Um, beautiful, beautiful track. The other thing is, which seems to be quite common in American tracks, is, is just insanely long S's. Hmm. Yeah, that's true. And, and, and you screw up the first corner and you're screwed all the way through them. Yeah. yeah. Um, but that seems to be pretty common. That they have m- more than the European tracks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And speaking of IndyCar, uh, there's, I've heard more talk of Colton Herta being the F1 American dream of liberty. Uh, and I know last week you talked about, you know, experiencing the courses in Europe, driving them, coming up through that system. And although I think it's possible the U.S. driver could dwell without going through that 
you know, they'd have to be pretty extraordinary. Uh, Michael Andretti is saying that the Europeans never treat American drivers fairly, but I don't think that's really true. I mean, sure, there's a little bit of, you know, we're better than IndyCar, better than the Americans here and there, but professional teams, they'll evaluate you based on your abilities. And Michael got to drive an F1. He didn't do too well, and that's why he didn't last. As so, you brought up before, it's really simple, and, and it's a lot more than driving skill. It's also attitude. Yeah. And, and yes, you have to have the belief that you're the best or you're not going to go anywhere. Mm. Uh, but you also have to be humble enough uh, to listen to the team. Yes. And so who was the last big American? I guess it was Scott Speed, maybe. I, I can't remember who the last big American That's was. Dan Gurney? <laughs> no, no, no. Scott, Scott Speed was around. But yeah, I mean, yeah. big, but he, he didn't really score many points, right? No. I mean, he no. wasn't in a great team, but... Uh, no. Yeah. Uh, I, I can see why they, they're just yearning to have an, an American in there. Mm -hmm. Makes sense. Um, but I, I agree with you, though. They should probably, you know, start in the States and then move to Europe, go through that whole system. I mean, Senna had to come to Europe to you know, get his chops in before he got into F1. So they all did. Mm -hmm. They all did. Bruce McLaren, Fangio, et cetera, yeah. et cetera. They all had to come to Europe. And that's no different than say, if you're a jazz musician, you go to New York, if you really want to distinguish yourself, you know, each, each profession has sort of its epicenter Absolutely. where it's come and Europe just happens to be it for F1. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, winning Formula Atlantic or w even winning an IndyCar series is not going to get you an F get you an F one ride. No, F two, no. F three. Um, yeah, where do they all come from? They all come from there now. All yeah. of them. Yeah. There's there are no drivers that are coming from rally cars or stock no. cars or no, no, and uh, it's it's sort of. I don't know. It's look at it this way. Every everybody that I've heard talk about going from Formula One to IndyCar mm -hmm. say how wonderful it is that it's so relaxed and it's so comfortable. Yes. And, and and what does that tell you? It tells you they just don't have the standards. They don't have that same sort of I don't know what to say. It's like the difference between going to a massage parlor and going to a hospital. You know, right. <laughs> And they know what they're doing. They're professionals in Formula One. They've got a system, and this is what the system is, and we're going to have the fastest car. Um, not so much in IndyCar, I don't think. Well, it reminds me a little bit of the first year that Charlie went to Montreal. He and whoever he was with, I didn't go until the next year. They effectively broke into the circuit and you know, walked down the pit lane, took pictures of the cars. He helped, uh, was it Eddie Jordan over the fence? These nice. kind of things. The next time, the next year when I went with him, that was impossible. <laughs> they had made sure that couldn't happen again. And then the next time I went, so the first time I went, we, we had general admission and we walked onto the circuit and through the grandstands, we could see the cars through the hairpin. The first car I saw was Senna's McLaren. And the next time we went, they had covered the fences in the grandstand with advertisements so you couldn't see the circuit. So, you know, I got 
not too happy with that because you know we're there to see it and you're right you know making it hard for it to see sort of thing right so and it's not a safety issue north america has its attitude towards people as well so it's not just the europeans <laughs> and i and finally we have uh four north american races probably by 2023 we've got coda miami starting next year Vegas is again being talked about, and of course, Canada and Montreal will return to the uh, calendar next year, barring any sort of bizarre COVID disasters that spark up. So, anything for you in news? Anything else? Nothing at all. Nothing. Nothing at all. I'm waiting. I'm still waiting to find out what's going on with Giovinazzi, whether he's going to sign. Yeah. Um, yeah, I haven't heard that, anything. There's, there's nothing really to talk about. I, you, you had brought up Acura on on the uh, Ronda car. Yes. Uh, I, I wonder what that's about. I guess you know it's strange because I don't know. Do you do you still have cable and television with commercials? Uh, no. Okay. Because uh, I haven't had that in years. So either way. Well, I do, but I have a PVR, and I don't. Right. So it's I don't watch commercials. <laughs> Because, you know, I would have known about, like, I see Acuras here and there on the street, but I don't, I haven't thought about Acura in years because, you know, I don't see commercials or anything about them. So that's why it mm -hmm. stuck out to me. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah, Honda's still doing Acura over here. Because I think Toyota, what's theirs? Lexus, right? Mm -hmm. But they also have a smaller line that they got rid of and they're just going to... Scion? Scion, right. Yeah. You know, it's just these, these whole marketing exercises that are kind of amusing because, you know, it's Honda everywhere else except for North America, isn't it? Like yes. the Acura Integra is the Honda Integra in other countries. Right. Yeah. NNS, Honda NSX. Uh, exactly. It, yeah. But then again, that is a pretty focused and very expensive um, exercise that clearly works in north america mm -hmm. uh, if there aren't any honda race cars there are lots of acura race cars right at the high level like right fact factory cars um right. yeah so it works i guess you <laughs> Still know put a little a, strange put a little extra leather in there and you know it's yeah 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 all right so the next race is mexico which visually is great i don't know what it's like to drive but uh it's got a higher elevation so the power it's not a power circuit because of that so we'll see how uh the other cars go it could be interesting mclaren and ferrari could distinguish themselves there so we'll see the race is still on the the race for the championship is still on yes uh, norris is still at play um I thought he was going to do a lot better, but clearly the top teams were sandbagging and mm -hmm. qualifying one and two uh, because he was right up at the pointy end. But anyway. And, and Bottas had that engine penalty, only got up to six. Right. And then Lando was two places behind him in eighth. And Vettel finished in tenth, so he land, rounded out the points. All right, John, so we'll uh, see you next time for Mexico. Absolutely. Click the like, share, subscribe, share it with everybody. Copy the URL and send it to all your friends. <laughs> Great. Thanks. Yeah. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.